To the liberal cube, uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I'm the lackadaisical liberal cubicleist. Wow, been a while. Can't remember when the last time I recorded an episode, but I know, as I've mentioned, it's been a while, which is fine. Uh, but I have, you know, some things have accrued that I can uh, talk about, and uh, I had the itch. Just, I feel like that's kind of a nice way to do podcasting yes but like just like life things in general don't do them when you feel you have to but do them when you feel you want to yeah what a privileged position i am in mm-hmm uh okay so uh, i've got some movies i got some other stuff uh tvs internets looks like we got a bit of a gamut to run which is always nice uh movie the first a good sunday film uh, this is definitely, I forgot how this got on my radar because it's from 1996. Um, and somehow in, you know, 2022, I ended up hearing about this movie. It's called a family thing. Um, and I think it was the combination of, uh, especially one of the actors and the cover that I'm looking at on IMDb right now. It's just, it's got that perfect Sunday movie vibe. And I knew it was one that the missus would probably appreciate. A family thing from 1996. When an old woman dies, she leaves a note for her apparent son, Robert Duvall, which tells him that his biological mother died giving birth to him. She begs him to make peace with his half-brother, James Earl Jones, living in Chicago. How is this possible? Well, I kind of don't think it is. I kind of don't think James Earl Jones and Robert Duvall could have shared a parent and looked uh, as dissimilar as they do. I don't think. Genetically, I don't think it's possible. So you're going to have to suspend your disbelief a little bit to enjoy this movie. But if you are able to, as uh, the missus and I were, uh, I think you will. Uh, just sort of a, you know, it's a, a drama. It's got some laughs. It's got some uh, uh, heartwarmingness. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go in order of what it has. Heartwarmingness higher than drama and laughs. Heartwarmingness at the top of the list? Perhaps. Um, so uh, Robert Duvall sort of playing a, basically a racist. Yeah, uh, uh, from, uh, was he from Georgia? I forget where he was from. From some southern uh, state where racism is, you know, a thing. I mean, it's a thing everywhere, but it's more of a thing, perhaps, in the Southerns. Um, so when he finds this out, needless to say, not too happy. So there's some tension there, but we see, you know, this cold, uh, racist exterior slowly melted as he is exposed to people of a different culture, which is, you know, if you want someone not to be racist against a race, have them hang out with that race. And it's almost like inevitably they won't be. It's like that movie, was it Black Klansman? No. Uh, there was a black man, and I think, I don't still is, I don't know if he's still alive, who would, you know, basically, if, if you boil it down, hang out with KKK members, and slowly but surely, they would sort of come to realize that, you know, black people are uh, people, just as they are i know a novel idea but uh that's sort of what we see over the course of this movie rating wise on a sunday i'd give it a four 
any other day maybe less it's just sort of a little slow slowly paced um but overall good james earl jones you know could listen to him read the phone book obviously and uh all in all i would say worth a watch this sort of hidden uh hidden gem is it would i say it's a hidden gem yeah why not why not what is what does i what does what i say matter it doesn't why are you even listening to this go outside uh item the second the power of the doctor Ooh, the third and final of the 2020 specials of the british science fiction television program oh e at the end of program doctor who and our goodbye to jody whitaker sad did i cry yes of course i think i've cried i i don't know if i cried when peter capaldi died i maybe i did maybe i did um but all the other ones i know i did uh okay so let me just get one thing out of the way i'm one disappointment out of the way i was hoping that the doctor and yasmin uh, uh would have I, I i mean it was all sort of subtext but i was actually hoping for text <laughs> that their sort of love and uh, a relationship of a romantic variety was more text yeah instead of subtext uh i guess you know i'll take what i can get and i like that that existed and it was clear that they loved each other but I wanted more, I feel like. So, you know, that was a little disappointing. Um, you know, getting into spoilers since it's been out for a while now. So this is an alert of a spoiler, if you haven't watched this, that at the very end, see, I'm, I'm using the words at the very end of it. So in, in to, to, to further indicate spoilerness that I'm going to talk about the ending, in which the goddamn doctor transformed into David Tennant. What? Oh, you know what? I have the, the Wikipedia open for this, and it actually says it right in the first paragraph. So I guess, you know. Well, if you're reading the Wikipedia article of an episode of Doctor Who, I suppose you could probably expect some spoilers. So, hmm. Anyways, yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's funny because us, the audience, clearly thinking, what the fuck's going on? And him, David Tennant, the doctor, clearly also thinking, what the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah, just, just shocking that that happened. Um, he, David Tennant, that is, uh, my favorite doctor. So the fact that uh, we're at least going to get, you know, a, a special, a tidbit or two with him and uh, perhaps some old companions, I think has been uh, hinted at, uh, at least in the media it has, uh, is very exciting. I can't wait. Uh, but as with Doctor Who, uh, you quite often find yourself waiting for episodes. Uh, yeah, uh, like what was uh, since the last episode? Like it's been quite a couple of months, I guess. When is the next? I think I actually wrote it down. When is the uh, new Doctor Who coming? Uh, maybe I didn't. Uh, 2023, but you know, it's going to be a bit of a wait. And that is of, you know, cliffhangers in television. This is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, the episode itself, yeah, uh, it was pretty insane. <laughs> it was, uh, has there been episodes like this where it's such a huge sort of just mass conglomeration of all the doctor's baddies in one episode? You've got Daleks, you've got Cybermen, you've got the Master, all 
fucking working together that's insane there was one of my favorite scenes was the master dancing yeah his his little party he got on there that was pretty good and him being um oh what the hell is that russian guy's name <sighs> is it gonna say here <sighs> i forget his name off the top of my head it's the guy who was like stabbed poisons etc uh, maybe I won't find it. It's it's that's one of those things. I get to, what do I feel like I talked about this last episode, where um, often I will not Google it and just try to figure it out myself because the feeling is so good when you do eventually get it. Uh, so I'm not going to do that here. Russian shot stabbed poisoned guy. <laughs> Rasputin, Rasputin. I would have got it eventually, I swear to God. I swear to God. Moving on to, from 2022, Barbarian. Yeah, very popular. A lot of people enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Yeah, I suppose that's accurate. Um... A horror film, so obviously a choice of the misses, uh, bugged me a lot to watch this. And it was good. Um, <laughs> Justin Long, good. Bill Skarsgård, good. Georgina Campbell, good. Everything about it was good. Kurt Brownholer in there, why not? Uh, was it scary? Uh, it's sort of scary, gross out scary. A few jump scares, I suppose, but... Uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, rating wise, jeez, uh, I'd go like a, a solid three with some really cool four moments. Uh, but overall, you know, didn't uh, knock my socks off necessarily. Um, it's funny cause I, uh, I just watched a video, I think yesterday of, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, God, I'm having some real name issues the last couple of days. Brain fog. I don't think I've had COVID. Uh, uh, haven't been diagnosed. I've been sick once or twice since COVID and three negative COVID tests each time. So I'm pretty sure I've dodged it so far, although smoking a lot of pot. So maybe that explains why names are giving me trouble. Hmm. Who's to say? <sighs> Where was I? <laughs> okay. That was half, that was a half joke. Let's just move on to the next movie. All quiet on the western front uh, uh i did read this book many years ago i do remember uh, uh finding it interesting uh, a young german soldier's terrifying experience and distress on the western front during world war one yeah world war one man Whew. uh the trenches no man's land uh we did learn about it in school of course and this, the uh the grade school i went to was um named after two brothers from the town that i grew up in uh who uh, fought and died in world war one so you know we, I, I remember we did a play uh was i one of the brothers in the play i think i was one of the brothers was i i can't remember i'm pretty sure i was though it was uh the elwood brothers um so yeah there's that <laughs> um did watch this actually with a missus, which 
Uh, I was almost surprised that I was able to talk her into watching it, but you know, uh, it was, it's popular. <laughs> that helps. Uh, a, a lot of people talking about it. That helps. That's the sort of thing she she needs. We uh, I I actually didn't realize that it was in German uh, with subtitles. So you know what's interesting about that too? We put it on, and the default was uh, uh, English dubbed, which. You know, for the missus' sake, because she's not a big fan of the subtitles, uh, tried to watch for maybe five, ten minutes, but it's just, it's, it's bad. <laughs> uh, sub, uh, uh, dubs, not subs. Am I right? I mean, subs, not dubs. Now I'm right. Uh, yeah. Of the war movies, World War One, I, I feel, is quite often some of the, the dirtiest just makes you like itchy uh maybe it's just the mud uh maybe it's the fact that it's you know just sort of very raw let's say so uh you're gonna have probably some moments of just jesus christ you know those moments where you're watching a movie and and just things are happening and you just sort of sit back and say you're like holy shit uh especially in a movie like this where it's like you know seemingly somewhat factually accurate um uh, yeah oh yeah okay toronto international film festival i see it was that huh how about that uh rating wise i'd go like a solid four um yeah there's uh there, there's war movies that i enjoy more than this one but it was uh it's definitely one that makes you think if that's the sort of thing you're looking for, hey, why not? Speaking of making you think, weird, colon, the Al Yankovic story. What? So goddamn good. Wow, what a turn, eh? <laughs> All quiet on the Western front to this. Yeah. Uh, watch this with the missus and well. Another one took a little convincing. However... Uh, after hearing all the uh, reviews and nice people speak of it and all the things they said, uh, I, you know, I, I sort of use that to my advantage in the cajoling. And by the end, she liked it. I loved it. Rating-wise, do I go 5 out of 5? I think I can go 5 out of 5. Explores every facet of Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. This is... Like, I went in not knowing too much about it, knowing it was a biopic, but also sort of not... So it takes some things that happened in real life and it takes some things that definitely did not happen in real life and sort of uh, mashes them together uh, in such a way that it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays a very good Weird Al. Who knew, right? Uh, one, oh, it was Dietrich Baker was the narrator. Oh, Yeah. That's interesting. The missus and I thought it was, oh God, names. Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Will Arnett. Uh, yeah, uh, Will Arnett. Uh, the missus and I thought it was Will Arnett, but we were wrong. It turns out. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, anyways. Uh, fuck, I forget what I was saying. We got Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. We've got uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda as a doctor. 
Scott Ackerman as police officer, which is hilarious, uh, because he has, you know, played a, a police officer or three. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Weird Al, what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, one of just sort of the famously nicest people in Hollywood. Uh, so to see some of the shit that, uh, he, you know, uh, allegedly got up in this spoofy biopic, uh, was pretty good. Uh, him, him and Madonna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, an interesting thing they did in this actually was that whenever he's singing, it's actually Weird Al's voice and not Daniel Radcliffe's voice, which is a, a sort of weird to behold a little bit. But there's a lot weird to behold in Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and uh, the sort of jokes per minute, very, very high. We're not talking, you know, airplane. We're not talking uh, uh, spy hard. What's that other one that always gets mentioned? Anyways, uh, but definitely very funny throughout. Highly recommend Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Moving on to ooh, a TV rewatch that has been, I feel like a long time coming. Uh, I'm rewatching Firefly. Uh, the Mrs. Uh, uh, Four Reasons of Her Own, which I uh, kind of don't like because it's mostly a reality show, uh, has decided to pay for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Welcome to the club. I'm the one who I like I pay for what do I have? Amazon Prime, but I had that before, you know, there was movies, so that's whatever. Uh I pay for Netflix, I pay for uh what else? Dropout TV, although the missus doesn't really watch that. Uh YouTube, YouTube uh, subscription. What else do I got? Anyways, I pay for a lot. So it, this is her first time, I think, uh, paying for one of these subscriptions. She's like, oh, yeah, it's like $12 a month. I'm like, yeah, welcome to the club. The, the goddamn club. I've been playing that for years. Jesus. Um, so nice of her to do so because it has a lot of good shows on it, actually. One of which, Firefly, which I haven't watched in... This came, it was 2002 to 2003... Uh, I didn't actually watch it. Uh, I, I think I caught an episode or two when it was actually on the air, but I didn't actually watch it. Uh, and so that's actually part of the, the problem. They made it, you know, famously difficult to watch, like moved it around time slots, didn't say anything. Uh, and just sort of through almost seemingly, uh, sabotage, uh, got the show uh, off the air after only one season, which is very sad because it's an incredible television show. I'm uh, uh, about five episodes in and already sort of remembering the love I had of this and this this crew, 500 years in the future, a renegade crew, specifically, aboard a small spacecraft tries to survive as they travel the unknown parts of the galaxy, invade warring factions, as well as authority agents out to get them. Uh, yeah, so combining a sort of Western sensibility with sci-fi. It's kind of how you can, uh, you know, encapsulate it. Uh, this is big fan of uh, Yellowstone, which is apparently very popular right now. So uh, I told her it was Yellowstone in space. I don't think I can convince her to watch this one. But that's okay. She doesn't have to watch everything I watch. And vice versa. We're two independent people who love each other despite our differences and sometimes because of them <laughs> dumb 
yeah, uh, just just can't wait to get through this. Uh, Going to watch the movie as well, so we'll talk about that at some point. Uh, you know, there is the last time I watched this, it was before you know I and the world knew about Joss Whedon being you know a piece of shit. So uh, it had I don't know if it's clouded a little bit. Um, it's something I'm conscious of and trying to separate his piece of shittiness from this piece of art. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes you can do and sometimes you can't. It definitely taints. It taints. Yeah. Period. Full stop. It taints. Uh, the degree of taint, uh, wars with the degree of love. So, you know what? I'm going to let love win in this case, or at least try to, uh, Okay, so that looks like all I have for actual links. Uh, yeah, okay, so there was one other thing that I have gone back and forth whether I wanted to talk about a little bit, and it was um, uh, because uh, none of my friends listen to this, I can probably do this somewhat recently, uh, somewhat freely, uh, and that is the fact that uh, I recently lost a friend to... Uh, you know, <laughs> sort of aforementioned Joss Whedon uh, shittiness. Uh, however, in the uh, case of this shittiness, it is uh, specifically and mostly specifically in the form of uh, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. So this is a friend who, you know, I've known her since like grade four, grade three, been very, very close uh, in high school, you know, uh, a sort of core group. Uh, uh, partied together years and years and years, uh, since high school, maybe see her two, twice a year, maybe once <laughs> during pandemic, a couple of years, maybe not at all. Uh, but still, you know, uh, love. Yeah. I, I have love for friends and, uh, she is someone who I still care about. However, uh, someone who posted a lot of uh, I don't know. I'll just boil it down to praise, um, promotion. Yeah. P and P praise and promotion of, uh, uh, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. So at first I tried to ignore it. Um, a combination of my, you know, uh, love for this person and the, the degree of love. <laughs> this, is, this is sort of interesting. The, the degree of love warring with the detaste distaste of what she was posting not dissimilar to firefly and uh, uh joss whedon there you go it's all coming together somehow some way uh, uh eventually it reached the point where my hatred and i try not to hate I try, I try not to hate anything or anyone but people like uh, trump i hate yeah just period full stop uh, but uh, uh, i i try not to hate uh, uh you know, at all, but when it comes to the, the horrors and just pure shittiness that has been hate that has been put into the world by, uh, Rogan and Elon Musk, uh, I could no longer ignore it. And I had to ask her. So I came at it from a point of view of, there was a time in my life, uh, with Rogan and probably to Musk to some degree where, 
I would listen to his podcast. Uh, I just sort of assumed he was, you know, an idiot with a microphone. What's the big deal? Who cares? Uh, and I was fortunate to be in a, how would I describe it? An underground podcast, Facebook group, collective thing. Mm hmm. Foamy, you might say, eh, if you know, you know, um, and one day I, I, I sort of, uh, almost timidly <laughs> because I was sort of scared of the response in that group phrased the question of, isn't that, isn't this guy just the idiot, you know, who, what's the big deal? Uh, 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 he's, you know, yeah, basically that, basically that boiled down. Um, and because the, uh, the, the kind considerate and people who I've come to, uh, you know, sort of care about and their, uh, care about their opinions and, uh, uh, view these different viewpoints that I, uh, unfortunately wasn't exposed to, uh, took the time. And although there was some, you know, pushback, some anger, um, I eventually learned the reason of that anger very well justified and they sort of, uh, set me straight in such a way that I was able to look at it from the perspective of, you know, uh, empathy and seeing that the hate that these people generate in the world has caused legit real harm. And for others to uh, not only sort of follow them, but to praise them and to promote them is just spreading of fucking bullshit. Yeah. And it just it eventually reached the, you know, sort of straw camel back point where I had to ask her about it. Uh, I thought maybe she was like me in that she didn't know some of the horrible shit that these people do and that she just sort of thought, oh, there's a couple of idiots, you know, doing shit in the world. What's the harm? <sighs> I wish that was the case. The case actually was that she knows what they do and agrees with it is maybe too strong. I don't know if she phrased it this way more for my benefits, but kind of doesn't care is able to separate the, evil and hate from what they're doing They're from their, yeah, from the entertainment she garners from them. Um, said the, the, I don't want to go into too much details, but the, the two things that I sort of, she said that I knew where I'd kind of lost a friend was that she listens to Rogan three hours a day. So that sort of, you know, I could just say brainwashing. Uh, I'm not going to be able to penetrate that with anything I say. Uh, and that she thinks uh, Musk and Rogan are scapegoats for people who are truly in power working behind the scenes. Uh, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Another sort of, like, what can I say to that? Um, then it's sort of, you know, uh, it reached the, what I thought was the inevitable conclusion of, all right, well, you know, I wish you all the best, but this sort of thing is, I, I can't have this in my life. If this is just, you know, uh, I, I can't be friends. I, I simply cannot be friends with someone who is doing these sorts of things, saying and abiding by people like this. Uh, I just can't do it. So, you know, we sort of parted ways and I thought, you know, fairly amicably, like we never got heated in our, in our discussion. 
you know, wishing each other the best and I thought it was done. However, I guess <laughs> it didn't quite end there. And she came back with some like truly like nasty things said now, uh, on the one hand that hurt. On the other hand, I kind of like thank her because it's just so solidified that I had made the right choice that, uh, uh after hearing the thing she said, which I did not respond to, <laughs> uh, it's just like, yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's a shame. And I still care for her to this day and always will. And you know, the p potential people can change, uh, uh, Maybe, I mean, I, I, I did sort of outlay a, a, a road to return to friendship. I don't know if she has one herself, but mine would be either uh, two possibilities. Uh, and this is what I, how I sort of phrased it, I think. Um, either she sort of realizes that these people are just horrible pieces of shit and sort of comes to that conclusion either on her own or through help or research or whatever, or the people in question, Rogan and Musk, uh, so radically change their tunes that they admit the harm they have caused and ask for forgiveness and sort of turn over a new leaf and try to turn the world into a better place and to a wor uh, rather than into a worse place as they have been doing. I'm all about forgiveness. The possibility exists that if they did all that, I would be able to forgive them. If they, if they truly showed they were willing to change and not be horrible and not be evil, you know, Hey, great. Welcome aboard the not evil train. Uh, but you know, I kind of don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the, the other possibility might happen. Um, it's funny since her and I had this discussion, uh, it was like the day before or a couple of days before, I think, uh, uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter and, you know, we've sort of seen, uh, I think more and more, he, he's sort of more and more revealing his true colors to the public, which I, you know, the potential exists, I guess that she will see that and be like, yeah, okay, he's horrible. But then Joe Rogan, I don't think she will. So yeah i'll tell you what i do try this from time to time and often fail what do you think uh have you lost friends for political differences are you able to be friends if you're a democrat are you able to be friends with a republican uh you know things of that nature how how do you how do you cope with people with such different views of the world Hmm. Uh, all right. So I guess I talked about it and do I feel better for doing so? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the fortunate thing is no one listens to this, so I can say whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Take that. Uh, everyone. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't I throw a plug for my Mastodon account? Yeah. <coughs> Because, uh, as of a couple hours ago, from my perspective, uh, Donald Trump back on Twitter because of Elon Musk, uh, you know, if that doesn't tell you something right there, Jesus Christ, uh, Jordan Maywood at, uh, M S T D N, which is, I guess, Mastodon without the vowels dot C A. Yeah. I went with the dot C A server. It's funny because 
I actually had an account from 2017. I think there was like a Wired article about it. And I thought, eh, you know what? I'm going to go in there and uh, get an account. But uh, I did it with a username that I don't use anymore. Um, so I, I just started a new one. I, I only had like a tweet or two or whatever they call them on. <laughs> whatever they call them on Mastodon. Mastodon, you know, has potential. Uh, I think potentially um, as more and more people flock to it, it will get better and better. Um, you know, that's the hope anyways, with anything, uh, let alone, uh, leaving Twitter for the reason of, you know, just shittiness or the fact that it might break because Elon's an idiot. <laughs> the, the silver lining of him, uh, buying and ruining Twitter, uh, is that I feel like more and more people are seeing what a just fucking idiot he is. And the fact that him being quote unquote good at business does not equal, uh, actual intelligence. It's just, uh, uh, government funds, his parents. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, fuck Elon Musk. That was my first tweet. Um, I think I can link my old, I don't know if I'd want to necessarily link my old Mastodon account, my 2017 one to this one, maybe just for the clout of being like, Hey, I was here for a long time, you know? Uh, yeah, that's dumb though. Who cares? Who cares about anything? Really? Wow. <laughs> really brought it down at the end here. <sighs> uh, you know what? Let's, uh, uh okay. I'm going to look at some, uh, uh. Look at some YouTubes, look at a YouTube playlist and we'll talk about that to round it off. Yeah. We'll, and we'll end on some highs. How about, uh, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, so currently on my YouTube channel, the alphabetical DM, uh, the librarian of fallout three RP long plays are happening. We're up to episode five, just dropped today from my perspective. Um, and they're actually doing good. And, uh, the other thing I've been like, uh, the other thing I've been doing is posting clips from the episodes and some of them are getting like multiple hundreds of views. Like one of them has like 600 views, just a, a, a clip from my long place. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to probably do that going forward. It's probably a good way. I'm getting a lot more subscribers up to like 63, which, you know, my old YouTube channel had, you know, hundreds, I think, <laughs> but, uh, but still. Yeah, but still, so that's kind of fun. Uh, you know, just doing things on the internet of a creative variety, uh, feels good. And while I don't pay attention or at least try not to pay attention to things like views and engagement and things of that nature, uh, when it does happen, it doesn't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's put it that way. All right. Dungeons and dragons. Oh yeah. Man shorts. Yeah. Still going strong. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, just scrolling through a playlist. Paul Shear's channel. Yeah, I'm going to recommend that. He and uh, uh, Rob Hubel uh, do some fun stuff there. Uh, it's basically, I think, they're on Twitch, Planet Scum specifically. Uh, and take some of those and, uh, port them on over to YouTube. Uh, so those are fun. Uh, Emaru in Japan has been fun to see. Uh, I'm a fan of hers. She's a sort of 
a streamer, I suppose you would say. Yeah, look at all this streaming stuff. Speaking of streaming, Normal Difficulty, been posting a lot of clips to his uh, YouTube channel. Normal Difficulty is, I wonder, well, let's just see. Do a little experiment. Normal Difficulty. All right, and then go. Oh, maybe I have to put them together. 322. <laughs> Just looking at my old uh, emails. Maybe it is two words. Okay, I'll put it in quotes. Because I feel like uh, I've been talking about normal difficulty since this podcast started, but I see the first time I spoke of him was 2013 is that right no 2015 normal difficulty reign of kings i feel like i was talking about him before that huh. so from episode 322 uh, okay so i've got uh, leon the professional oh okay well that was the last time i watched that uh jen kirkman i'm gonna die alone and i feel fine so that must have been a uh a comedy special and take shelter take shelter i don't know if i remember that one fortunately i put the links to the imdb oh yeah that's the one with michael shannon that one was kind of weird wasn't it uh in television talk i talk, spoke of uh agents of shield season two finale mm, okay uh running with demons by terry brooks is the book i wrote uh wrote yeah i wrote it i know it's just by terry brooks but I, no i wrote that running with the demon i don't know uh, I don't really remember that one. Okay. Uh, for Game Gabin, I spoke of Dead Island. Oh, wow. You got a kind of a cool little uh, episode here from the looks of it. For Internet Intercourse, I spoke of Zero Punctuation. Mm -hmm. uh, Normal Difficulty. Reign of Kings. Oh, yeah. That was fun when you used to play that. Turkey Jones, right? Uh, reality Check with Lucy James. Oh, yeah. Lucy James Games. Love her. Uh, still, uh, still a fan. She still does cool stuff. Uh, well, you know what's funny? Uh, Zero Punctuation, I still watch every week. Normal Difficulty, still, you know, he's posting stuff again. Lucy James Game, uh, Lucy James, Lucy James Games on Twitter, still follow her. Uh, she does fun stuff. Uh, and the Indoor Kids Podcast. Uh, okay, so that does not exist anymore. But that was fun. That was fun. It was, uh, Camille Nanjiani's, uh, podcast with, uh, his wife, Emily V. Gordon. Wow, what a blast from a pass that was. We should do that more often. Uh, Critical Role, uh, Campaign 3, Episode 40. Yeah, we're chugging along there nicely. Uh, we're in sort of a Chutney Pockapi uh, 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 segments incoming as we're uh, exploring his uh, werewolf kind of identity, which is fun. Uh, I wonder how they decide, or if... It happens naturally which of the... Because often in Critical Role, they'll be doing something... It, this is not a universal truth, but it often is. Um, maybe less so in, later in the campaign. They'll be doing something that is focusing on the backstory of one of the characters. And currently focusing on Chetney. 
Uh, so that's been interesting. Who was it before, would we say? A lot of Imogen. Uh, I think because her backstory tied pretty strongly with the sort of main storyline, if we want to break it up like that. Um, who haven't we had? We haven't really had too much Fern backstory stuff. I guess we have with her parents. Uh, yeah, I've got to assume we're going to go to the Feywild at some point, which should be fun. Uh, Orum, no, not really much there. Uh, he did have, you know, his backstory in the Alexandria Unlimited, of course. Backstory stuff. Uh, who else? Ladna, yeah, we got a, because she died, <laughs> we got a lot of her backstory stuff that resulted from that, which is kind of cool, actually. Uh, uh, fresh cut grass, yeah, we've delved into that a fair bit. I guess we have, actually. Yeah, hmm, that's fun. Who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh oh my god. That was his name. <laughs> Uh, why am I having such trouble with names today? Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna legit close my eyes. Ashton. Oh, look at that. See, that felt good. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that sensation as well? Is that the longer it takes for you to get the name, the better it feels. So that didn't take that long for me to get it. Just close my eyes and concentrate it, and then I got it. So, and it still felt good. But would have felt better if it had took me a long time. Which is sort of very weird, isn't it? Uh, it seems like Kasim G is uh, focusing a little more, maybe on his Twitch and YouTube channel. So that's fun. Now that uh, unfortunately G4 TV has folded, which did we talk about that? Yeah, we probably did. Uh, it's just... <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it's interesting. I still have. Uh, I, I still subscribe to uh, Late Show with Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Come Alive. Um, I feel like I don't really watch them though. Yeah, like it's especially Jimmy Kimmel. It's always sort of I don't know if it's if I have changed or the show has. I kind of feel like I have because the show feels like it's the same all the time. Um, I don't know. It it just doesn't appeal like it used to for whatever reason. Is that weird? Anyone else? I feel like I'm not the only one who has this sentiment. Uh, it's very sort of, at least for me, guest dependent. Like it has to be not even a guest that I like. It has to be a guest I would love. It, it has to be someone who I know will be a good guest. Like uh, I, I, the reason it's here is because it's got John Stewart uh, on, and uh, him and Stephen Colbert. You know, they sort of play well off one another. Uh, Matt Coville, yeah, still going strong. Love, love me some Matt Coville. Nardwar, yeah. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Nardwar, probably you're not Canadian. Um, go down. I'll tell you what. N a r d w u a r. If you don't know who Nardwar is, please, for the love of God. Go down a Nardwar rabbit hole. You can watch him interviewing someone you are familiar with or not. Or not. Maybe start someone you are familiar with. Just to, uh, you know, dip your toe in and then go from there. Oh, yeah. Adam Savage got to see the original Star Trek USS Enterprise model from the television program. Uh, so that was a fun little video. Obviously, for me, I like it. 
Uh, peppered in a lot of Rust videos. Yeah. Uh, I think. That's about it. But overall... Oh, you know what? I, I should mention this. Uh, campaign 2, Session 3, Whispers in the Night. Oh, okay. Uh, the Sands of Sildaris. This is from the Practical Heroes Network. Why would I mention all of this? Because I'm one of the cast members. Hey, look at that. Sneaky. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've maybe mentioned it once or twice, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll end with a plug here for it. Uh, streams on Twitch every other Saturday. Uh, we'll actually be streaming this Saturday, the 26th. Uh, so, you know, should you go on Twitch on the 26th of November 2022, you can watch me and others play D&D live. It is then recorded and uh, added, added, uploaded to YouTube, to the Practical Heroes Network YouTube channel. It is also converted and then uploaded to a podcast where you can find it through whichever podcast uh, catcher that you're using i'm sure mm -hmm. all of the things i'm playing chest of fields i am a bugbear i am also a rogue with a little bit of bot well my game plan such as it is uh is to go three levels of uh rogue specifically arcane trickster uh and then the rest uh college of eloquence bard yes and that's how i talk like on that thing mm-hmm does it sound like the contraption air a little bit paul f Tompkins' character yeah it does a little bit oh god what have i done folks it's nice to be nice to the nice that was...